like everybody says, either it's so over or we're so back. Can it be this? Can we can we do the same? Can we do both of those at the same time? Is that, is that a thing? I think yeah. I think you go up and down. Throughout uh, it's the day. just an emotional roller coaster that we're going through right now. I think people don't know how to feel. It's 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 interesting to say because I go through that all the time, dude. I'm like, oh fuck, the world's going to end. But at the same time, I'm like really optimistic. I'll call Jerry and I'm like, dude, we're making ground in this area or this area. And I feel really good about myself and I can actually sleep that night. But most nights, it's fucking over, boys. Well, you know what's weird is people are like, well, how bad it's going to get? What's it going to look like? I'm like, I don't know, man. Are you into Mexico? San Francisco, <laughs> 24-7, all over the place. Well, they've, yeah, they've lived like that for generations and nothing ever changes. Like... So once you start slipping into kind of a downward turn in your society, it may stay that way for a while. So it's hard to say, or it may, you know, change overnight. Like in in America, we had the depression where it's like the lowest of the low. And then it's all about momentum, though, man. I think once you start either having a negative or positive momentum and, you know, either which way, it kind of takes hold for a little while. And then it has to reach reach the like absolute maximum of, of that emotion or vibration that you're feeling in a society at that point in time. So if it's getting bad and just you're continuously having these horrible events happen, it's going to get really fucking bad. And if it's good, I mean, you have a couple really positive things that happen. And you're like, whoa, dude, this is pretty this is pretty great. And then you're just at the like the highest iteration. Everybody's happy. Things are going well. Streets are clean, you know. There, there's a lot of events that have to take place for it to kind of. Well, well let me well let me say this. So the problem right now is like within inflation, gas is over four again. Um, if you want to go to a restaurant, you better bring two hundred with you. Like if you have, yeah. you know, like four or the people. grocery store, bro. Freaking, I don't know why people would go out to a restaurant and like willingly spend two hundred dollars. You could probably like an individual. You could feed yourself like for like a week and a half, two weeks with two hundred bucks, dude. No, I agree, but I think it's the the thing people like to socialize. They want to get out. Yeah. They want to be seen. They want to feel like, you know, they're living. And in America, one of the ways that people live is is consuming, like going to restaurants yeah. or bars. And if we're not doing that as, as Americans, they, they feel like they're second-class citizens. So they will pay the money. But I'm like, at this point, I was hearing that that some Korean barbecue was like, $150 for like three people. I'm oh like, dude, this God. dude. Yeah. When I was, uh, <clears throat> when I went to go see that, that, uh, tribute band last night, it was at Wild Horse Pass Casino. Yeah. And the parking lot was packed. Packed, man. There were so many people there last night. And we walked into the casino because you have to walk through the casino in order to get to the, the theater or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's so many people gambling. And my father-in-law was like, I don't want to hear anybody bitching about a recession if they're in here spending money. I was like, you know, I get it. But you know what? They, they'd rather lose their money on their own accord than lose their money because of a fucking... Well, gambling is an act of... Uh, gambling also is an act of, like, um, desperation. You're like, fuck it, I got $20 left. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, I, I, I think that's what these guys do. I'm not a gambler, so I don't know, but I assume, you know. Yeah, old people, I don't know. I've, I've always thought that as like a young man because I, I went to Vegas, you know, when I was a younger kid because I have family up there and we would stay in like one of the hotels and I was just like, there's like hungry kids. These old people are just throwing their money away. Are they, don't they have grandkids or? Dude, there there was more young people there 
really? gambling than older people. Yeah, that that was crazy. And not to mention any of the restaurants that were in the casino, at least an hour wait. Holy smokes. There was one restaurant that was a two hour wait. And and remarking to what you just said, a statement you just said, hold on, hold on. This just in, the boomers don't care about the future, and they don't care about gambling their money away. Oh, I guess Zoomers don't care about saving either, dude. The Zoomers are just out there Zooming away what are, all what their are the, cash. What are the Zoomers going to save, though? Uh, nothing. Yeah. Their $17 an hour paycheck? No. You know? Well, and especially with the interest rates of everything, dude. Yeah. They can't buy a new vehicle because it's 6.5% fucking interest rate. They, or buy a house. Or, or house because it's also 65 Or like actually, eight. I'm sorry, car, cars are, or vehicles are probably like more like 10 percent or something and the houses are like eight percent right now dude that's like the median crazy it's it's not so nobody could save shit now the younger generations are kind of pretty much screwed so they're just living day by day i think we're just waiting on a war to break out so we can actually just get our shit for free yeah (laughs) and or economic collapse no biggie i kind of think the way it is is like we can't like really be doomer about it we have to kind of go through it with the stoic uh, sensibility and just and just ride it out because it's not going away i mean there's nothing really cataclysmic that's gonna it's gonna seem like this is gonna turn on a dime and there's there's always hope though you know we gotta be like there there there's always light at the end of the tunnel if uh-huh. we give into that nihilism the the i told you so's or the gotchas like a lot of us that follow like trends the mega trends or like patterns mm. we kind of know where things are headed and we've been right about a lot of things but being right doesn't mean a whole hell of a lot you're just the guy like i told you so i told you so it's not gonna get you anywhere it's not gonna really get us anywhere yeah no dude you can keep freaking honking your clown nose in the clown world dude that's all you can do right now yeah it's just uh being optimistic and i, I think we're pretty good at like making light of the situations, even at the like the worst of times. We always like find a way to joke about it. I think it's within our nature to do that. Um, I, I think it also helps ease the pain of reality. You're like, ah, oh, you know what? Let's yeah. let's make a meme out of this. Well, it's kind of funny. Hey, at, le- at least this though. At least you have an app on your phone that you can check your uh, bank account several times a day <laughs> and feel absolutely horrible about it. What's up? Dude? I just did that on the way over here. I'm like. Doo, 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 doo. Oh no! And then just kept driving like nothing happened. <laughs> Ouch! Yeah, I'm like, well, need to work a few more hours or figure something Jesus, out, right? Dude. Or rob a bank. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this just in. Uh, we're not advocating for bank robberies, but uh, it is a free country still. I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! What, so, uh, what else is going on? I know we're so back, but. It's, it's been a while. Yeah. Actually, the crazy thing is, nobody knows this but us. We've we filmed a few episodes already, but none, the sound was off, or or we had some kind of issues going on. Fucking technical difficulties. So um, it happens. Yeah, we're we're, we're a quarter of the way through the year, but better late than never. It's okay. I mean, that was last year though too. Yeah, I think our very first episode didn't didn't uh, get published until like May or June. Wow. So. Well, yeah, last year last year was also a crazy year though. We went through uh, quite a quite a few things last year. So, yeah. interesting time, still an interesting time. I think we're just living in interesting times. Yeah, we have like just so many different things have happened. You had uh you know the uh the new what is it East Palestine water issue. Yeah. You had uh 
a kajillion dollars sent to Ukraine. It's not even a number that can be calculated. Nobody knows it. It's so massive. Then um, falls off the calculator. Yeah, yeah it ex- <laughs> the calculator explodes. You're like, whoa! Cannot compute. And I, I had somebody tell me, well, the Republicans are not going to um, do Social Security. I'm like, um, that's a drop in the bucket at this point. Like, what are you talking about? We just gave a kajillion dollars to Ukraine. I'm like, expect nothing from the government. Start mm-hmm. saving money for your retirement. Are you at this point? You're going to trust in the government that your retirement is going to be there. Like you, right. you have to have some kind of and cognitive, it's gone. yeah, cognitive <laughs> dissonance at this point. Yeah, silly dude. I don't know. There's so many happenings right now. It's hard to kind of put a finger on it or say everything that's happened within the first couple months of this year. So I'm not even going to try to make sense of it or explain in in detail because there's always something happening. I feel like when one thing happens, there's like five more things that happen within Mm. minutes of an extravagant event like we've been going through. So nothing really surprises me. It's all a psyop. That's all I got to say. You know, it's funny you mentioned that. I had a, a vegan person like, post a story and then i just i don't know i was in one of those moods you know you know you shouldn't but you do it anyway i was like being vegan is a psyop and then she got all mad was throwing all kinds of like studies at me and i'm like i do not care about your studies i'm like i'm eating meat okay i don't not i'm like you are a psyop like it's we we need to stop with this nonsense let me guess the studies were mostly based on um inhumane animals and all that other shit and i agree with that i mean i I see veganism yeah i get them on the moral side of it it's kind of this is what it is it is vampiric but the problem is it's this is divine natural hierarchies in in the animal kingdom and we didn't choose that the something higher than us chose that nature yes well the lion doesn't feel bad when he eats the zebra i mean exactly he does not feel bad or she whatever whatever kind of lion you want to be but it's just nature. That's yeah. how it goes sometimes. Yeah. Dude is licking his chops all bloody. Dude, cubs are fed. Mama's happy. As a matter of fact, I'm mad at the fucking vegan, vegans for eating my food's food. You're taking away from me. So, in retrospect, me and you should be fighting to the death. <laughs> I'm just saying. Calling okay. out all vegans. Chris against uh, six vegans. He's actually going to eat the vegans. That's okay. Don't worry about it. Those vegans are actually going to be lunch. We we had a buddy we met up with the other day for beers. He's he's a cool guy. His name's David. He he was showing us how he spent like months building a slaughterhouse and he was explaining in in full detail about how he they slaughtered these animals, the means of uh, the demise of them. It was very interesting. How many times do you have to shoot a goat to, to actually kill it? I was like, oh, their skulls are really thick. Oh my yeah. God. It was information you never would know or maybe you don't want to know, but it's kind of like, what do they say? Uh, how you make the omelets or whatever. You can't make an omelet without breaking some eggs kind of thing. You're hearing you're hearing the, the dirty deeds behind the, the, the hamburger you eat. Dude, okay, so I actually did um, – so it was like meat evaluation. So in FFA – I got to go down to U of A's slaughterhouse, like their educational slaughterhouse. Very interesting. Super cool, though. Really informative, and it helped me understand different cuts and and the skill it takes to be, like, a butcher. It's actually really amazing, and I gained a whole new respect for it. 
and understanding marbling, and it, it was really neat. And, I mean, we did actually really good. Our team placed, like, sixth in the state. Holy shit. It was, it was really cool. Um, but actually, one of the friends I had, I nicknamed him Cletus early in the year because he was the dorkiest, goofiest cowboy. But um, his family actually owned a slaughterhouse in, yeah. in a small town in, uh, like, central Arizona. Um, and he would show me videos very often of him <laughs> killing animals and spilling blood everywhere. <laughs> it was pretty, pretty gory. But, I mean, as, as a young, you know, teenager seeing those things, you're like, okay, this is actually kind of interesting. And FFA, dude, taught me a lot. I think more kids should be involved with those extracurricular activities. And, I mean, that's for, like, business, um, FBLA, future business leaders, you know, future farmers, whatever the case may be, I think people should be more involved with those things to actually like have an understanding well, of moving forward. Well, they understand like it's a thing that we've done for a long time, mm-hmm. like um, agriculture, and we need to have at least a cursory knowledge of these things, like how to plant food. Right. Um, raising chicken, livestock, dude. It doesn't hurt you. It doesn't hurt you. Well, and the thing I liked about it too was like the culture, dude. Like, so, you know, your, your teacher or like other FFA members, they'll have like a good network of people because it's just what kind of people they are. You know, farmers are real, you know, networky. It's all about who, you know, kind of thing. Um, I remember we got, we, we were given so many things like from these farmers, like we were given welders, like a freezer we were given like money to get our greenhouse back up and running and it was all from nothing like these people just like willingly seen the program they wanted it to continue and they gave money or mm-hmm. donations i thought it was amazing it, it was awesome i mean we got like the best like lincoln welders like money could buy they were digital screens everything they yeah. were legit dude i mean i learned how to weld raise chickens like you said dude. all of these things and that was in the span of two years taking you know one class you know throughout the year and then you know after school or whatever being a part of those events dude but it was it was really cool so send your kids to ffa yeah it, i don't think you lose anything from that i, I noticed that that like gardening and farming is kind of becoming a little bit more mainstream because even if you go to costco or sam's club there, there's like a wholesale uh grocery store i see a lot of gardening stuff in there now and i don't recollect seeing that before well, you got to think like also through people staying at home for an extended amount of time, you, you see people take on new small tasks around the house that they didn't usually do before. And I, I had a really decent conversation with an individual and he was saying, people aren't moving right now. People are not going to sell their house. They're not going anywhere, bro. They are stuck. People are refinancing. They're, they're upgrading the things within their home. That's, I mean, it makes sense, dude. I mean, people have renovated at that never this level before, starting gardens, like you're saying. They're doing all of these things. So it, it makes sense. So people are going to make a lot of money, but also lose a lot of money on those little tasks at hand because nobody fulfills and, them. And like I said to uh, the vegan lady, I'm immune to programming. So you can send me all the studies you'd like. It won't work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a that was just kind of a random one, but there's been a lot going on. Mm-hmm. I mean, you had the I don't even know if we've you had the Kanye going off for a while, and now he's they've replaced him with a clone. He's he's back, but now he likes Balenciaga, and he's taller than he used to be. Um, I don't know, like what else has been going on? Uh, I guess to keep on going on that, freaking Adidas is trying to find a deal 
with uh, Kanye after all this because they've lost millions. They've lost millions after dropping him. So they're trying to find a way to like, hey, so I know what we said was real bad. And we're really mad at you and everything, but we need to make money. Yeah, it's true. So it's it's interesting how that kind of goes back on itself. Yeah, it's always like that. Um, I I heard about this is kind of more recent that the the cartels killed a bunch of guys down there trying to do a drug deal gone wrong. They're American citizens. And the Mexican television has been saying that, warning the population that we're going to go down there to declare the the cartel a terrorist organization. So they've been up in arms about that in Mexico, you know. And uh, that that's something that's kind of current that nobody really knows about, which I kind of worry. I'm like, if they declare them a terrorist organization, the citizens down there will do will have refugee status. So they'll just team over the borders even more than they are now, which would be catastrophic for the United States. Yeah. Uh, so I'd much rather them not do that. But I do know that Mexico has lithium. They found lithium deposits. So the United States government, obviously, going green is their big deal. They need to be able to access large amounts of lithium. So we're so, not we're not uh, going to take countries for oil anymore. We're going to take them for their lithium. Yeah, so we'll probably be in Mexico <laughs> soon. You know, it's yeah, it's yeah. in in a war going over there. Hey, at least it's right next door, though. I don't have to go overseas. Yeah, so, <laughs> if they decide to go ahead and draft my ass, beautiful beaches yeah, and like two dollar coronas. Yeah. <laughs> Easiest deployment on the planet, yeah, you're going down shit, to Mexico. Right. Yeah, just walk. No, dude. You're all staring off into the Pacific. You're like, you know, it's really beautiful down here. All right, uh, go back to work. You know, <laughs> dude. So yeah, I was somebody was telling me about that. I'm like, I don't, I've never even heard a peep about it on the American side, but the Mexican president's like going off. You know, he's like, you guys mind your own business and all this, and I'm like, damn. We'll take care of your fucking country down there, you dumb motherfucker. Jesus Christ. Well, they, they won't they're not going to take they're not going to take accountability even their president doesn't take accountability. He's like fentanyl is your problem. And it's like eh, it kind of is cuz our guys are doing it, but you guys are the ones bringing it over willingly, you know? Mm-hmm. So um yeah, they have no control over their country in Mexico. It's a it's a shit show. The cartel kind of runs everything over there for sure. And the cartel now is probably running most of the southwest. I mean, all the drugs. It's trades. running the Southwest, bro. That's just how it's well, going. It's, I have a, it's pretty bad. I have a friend that that works in the prisons, and he says that the he says as far as he knows, the Aryan Brotherhood guys still run the jails, and the Mexican dudes still work for them. But it's very close. It's tight. It's very tight. So once they have total control of all the jails, and they'll have the whole Southwest lockdown. For sure. It's probably very, very close. I don't know. And me, of course, I like I say, yeah, I'm against hard drugs. I, I don't think they have any place in society. No. God, no. Um, but the worst thing they could have done was the war on drugs. It made it mm-hmm. like just ridiculous. And I don't know, dude. The government's been bringing drugs into to American society for, I mean, decades now, dude. Well, we don't have any spirituality. That's why everybody does drugs. They but want, if it's not they want to find something here. they want to find something yeah it, that's where it goes back to it's a problem of modernity we we want to escape into a better realm because the realm we're in is is not 
it's not aesthetic. It's not spiritual. It doesn't move us. We, we, so we're not grounded to this reality. We'd rather escape it. And that, that's kind of what's going on with the drug thing. So it's like a big circle. You can have a war on drugs because it's actually a spiritual war. It needs to be waged, but we're not, we're not there yet. We're not ready for that conversation. Dude, if the American government didn't bring it though, it wouldn't be an issue. Like cocaine was imported at very high levels i mean fentanyl yeah exactly dude so i mean and all the guns down there are cia guns yeah dude it's just not not a good deal for society let's just uh keep the alphabet boys out of the drug business but they're the biggest player so and now they've made weed legal so i mean you can go to their little stores and yeah give right back to the you know, and I've always guy. said that. What, how dystopian is it that there's like huge weed billboards? It's like you don't. It, it's openly acknowledging that nobody wants to be here, for the average citizen. It's not saying the outlier, thinker, the pothead, the teenage uh, rebellious guy. No, they're saying the average person, like the housewife, the the accountant. He has to be stoned to live in this existence. Like they're, that's the market they're marketing to like every every single person. That's that's a part of the it's so over when you when yeah. you start seeing billboards of uh, committing uh, acts of nihilism. It's you're really close to being just over as a society. Well, it, it, I mean, when you really think about it, yeah, it's it, and then. But you're always gonna have a means of destruction. I remember when I was younger, you'd have like magazines where they'd have cigarette smoking. And alcohol, they they don't have it as much as, they they, they outlawed the cigarette thing in the magazines and Mm -hmm. ads. Oh, they used to make it so cool, dude. I remember we were talking, it was like fifth grade, dude. We were talking about Marvel, how much money they made in like a Superman movie just for having their truck tipped over. Dude, millions. Check this out, though. This is the crazy thing. They won't allow tobacco, nicotine. They won't allow that, right? But they'll allow marijuana. I mean, come on! I mean, really now? Like th- this is the 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 you both of them are burning up a plant and and, and je- ingesting it through your lungs, it, right? So yeah. one dopes you down if you're smoking cigarettes. You you see anybody that smokes cigarettes? Man, he's edgy. That guy's on it. He's moving. He's all thin. He's a quick step to him, man. Tobacco and marijuana, on opposite ends of the spectrum. One tobacco's kind of an upper. It gives you a buzz, and you kind of like are hyped. And marijuana, the the like the indica strings, they'll put you on your ass. They want you on your ass. Like, I maybe I'm reaching on that, but it just has. It seems like it has some merit to me. Right. I, I yeah. I I can agree with that. I think it makes a, a like population the, more docile. Like, well, the English with their tea back in the day, a lot of a lot of uh, big money deals and. The British East India Company, all, all those guys would meet in tea houses and just pound tea. So they were like super caffeinated. You could tell the type of uh, societies you build by their vices. Look at like the Romans and these classical antiquity uh, societies. Those are alcoholic societies. So they're dreamers. Like you, you can kind of see what kind of a society you're going to have. Like a stoner society? Hmm. It's going to get real lazy around yeah, here. Gonna, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's not going to be very much production going on. No, dude, they're going to come out with more <laughs> stupid food for people that get the munchies to go eat it. I, I just, like, I drove by, there was a KFC in the parking lot that I was getting my title for my car. 
And KFC now has a sandwich where there's no buns. They've been replaced by chicken breast. <laughs> I was like, what the hell is that, dude? And he, it's like two chicken breasts sandwiching like bacon and cheese. It's fucking, that's a goddamn stoner's dream right there, bro. Yeah. I was that's like, a what? nice little munchie for it's you. It's already tipping. Yeah. yeah. That's finger looking good. Is that what they say, dude? That was yeah. dis- I was seen that. I was like, that was disgusting, dude. But hey, to each their own, dude. If you want to eat a fucking fried double chicken sandwich, then be my guest. It's the thing is like when I think about this too, it's like when you ever meet anybody that's like a born again Christian or they, they're religious and or they they're they're newly pagan or something. You'll see in their bio online or you have a conversation with them. Do you think they're smoking marijuana? Do you think they're drinking? No. They're most they've abandoned that for they went within and found something that has allowed them to disengage from that ex- exoteric endeavor. Of like marijuana or some alcohol. The escapism. They don't need the escapism because they found something in some inner light. Well, when you get that, divinity and you're you have a reason. Well, if the whole society, yeah, well, the whole society is would be like that, you wouldn't have these drug problems. That's the why the war on drugs never worked because they were trying to go exoteric, attack it in the outer world, but actually it's something that needs to be attacked in the inner world, mm-hmm. and then you can get rid of it. But until we realize that as a is a country it's a it's a lost battle it's gonna be a while before people i think go inwards i think it it kind of coheres with the economic pressures i think once we're economically unstable and people aren't living good and exoterically like you're saying then i think people will start to go in further so i I think it, it has to get worse in the environment for the individual just to be thankful for existence well it's like you're having you're having a spiritual resurgence like you see a lot of people online that are they're christian or pagan it's not enormous but it's there but the problem is it's they're not really understanding the fundamentals of what they're trying to learn like like the pagan things that a lot of women are doing they, they just think it's collecting rocks and going <laughs> nature naked tarot cards and shit tarot cards and like what is the empress saying and and doing lots of drugs at music festivals i'm like that's it's wrong that's it's it's close you're you're almost there you're just you're not you're misunderstanding just take out yeah. the 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 four-day trips to coachella you know with bald tires dude going up to <laughs> vegas for edc on some bald tires and you're like thirty thousand miles overdue for an oil change that's pretty good dude what, did you, that sounds that sounds like a personal thing like you know somebody that's done that oh my god dude no oh i mean <laughs> he doesn't want yeah to <laughs> yeah she sounds like a keeper wow no dude stay away from the the freaking festival chicks, dude. I tell you what, from personal experience, don't. You know what's weird? I was thinking about this the other day, just to segue into that, just randomly, but I was watching this documentary on Woodstock 99, hmm. and it's almost like you had, in the 90s, right, we had this, uh, that Joe Francis guy had that Girls Gone Wild, where they would go to, like, New Orleans, and they'd go to Rocky Point, Mexico, or Lake Havasu, Arizona, and they'd film these uh, college-age, twenty-somethings uh, partying, and the whole thing with the mantra was like, "Show me your tits, right?" And then the girls would get beads in exchange for showing the breasts. Well, that kind of morphed into like it. It kind of escalated in that little small degenerate movement where you're seeing people like totally hedonistic. 
it kind of morphed into Woodstock 99, a big, huge mu- music festival where people were walking around naked and they're just, just totally out of, just out of control. And now it's been totally uh, commercialized into these music festivals where pretty much everybody's going there and it's this Dionysian delight where they just get wasted for like a day or two. It's like satanic worship at a point, yeah, dude. They, it's they it's see, complete yeah. satanic worship. Nothing against the, the you know, boots and pants music, dude. Go listen to your fucking computer noises, dude. But that's cool. what it is. It, it but, is, and that's their spirituality. Yeah, but don't, it's not the right one. <laughs> no, dude, don't go there just to trip or on these drugs, whatever hippie flipping, whatever the hell, dude. Don't, don't. Just it's it's you're giving it to the, you're you're giving it to the negative entities well, of the world. I just remember now when I think about it myself, like going down to, we'd go down to Rocky Point, Mexico when I was young, like uh, high school and early twenties. But for spring break and, you know, 4th of July or any of these holidays in America, we'd go over there and everybody would be partying. There'd always be, like, girls taking their tops off, dancing around. And, of course, when you're young, you're like, oh, cool, this is this is edgy, you know? And then later on, you think about it, like, it was literally, there's no positive outcome out of that. You're like, yeah, it was a good time, but really nothing was built, nothing was created. And now they built a whole industry around that where they they charge people like like hundreds of dollars just to get blasted and then the girl she kind of larps as some kind of like a pagan princess or some techno queen and then they're then they claim the laurel of uh spirituality mm-hmm. and i'm like uh wrong yeah it's weird like you you you've done and this is the thing where you've done nothing like you have these guys who are spiritual like a monk right this is the difference between right and left hand path you, you have a monk that maybe this guy is like, he's never even slept with a woman. And all he's done for like 40 years is read all the religious texts. But don't listen to that guy. He, he probably doesn't know. Let's listen to the 19-year-old girl that went to Coachella. And she danced around and did ecstasy for four days. And she'll she's going to give you the light codes, the source codes to reality. Because they were downloaded into her psyche by a higher entity, right? While she was dancing. To a remix of Fat Boy Slim. <laughs> it, it, it just, the whole thing to me is just like crazy. I'm like, th- that's what we, we have on the internet. You see all these women. They're like 20 years old and they're like, I'm a life coach and uh, laughter uh, aficionado. Aficionado, dude. Like, what does that even mean, dude? Uh, Why it, are we listening to these freaking people, dude? And it's, it's funny, but that's a part of it's over, boys. If we're listening to these girls, it's over. Yeah, dude, it's it's not going to be good if we put our uh, trust and faith. Well, that's into a whole gener- that's a whole generation. Shitheads, and that's that's the one that like when you see those big billboards going in a circle, they're like, well, that that I need that. It's herbal. It's from the it's from the earth, and like they got a two for one deal at so and so. It's just like quit yeah. it already, dude. Just freaking stop. Yeah, there's a lot of that going on, and I'm like, ah, I don't know, man. I just don't think it's a good idea. But to get to get away from, to get away from that, that's a whole a whole shift. I don't know how long that's gonna take because it evolved, literally from like one dude. Because now I'm thinking back about it, I'm like, it it was kind of like his idea to like, commercialize that. They they'd have these festivals like Woodstock, of course, was a thing, you know. But I think they combined that hedonism where it was like filmed and it was projected outwards 
with uh, the music. And then now you have the modern day festivals. And they're, they're literally like a cult of Dionysus. Like that's the same type of thing where it's hedonism, drunk revelry, and then music. It's not, it's more mercurial than music. Like it, it, like it totally envelops you and then they just slip well, you, below that. You talk about the cause and effect of these things. I mean, the simple, you know, weed does to your society. And I mean, it's, it's, you, you don't have any good effect from having these festivals. I mean, people get memories of having a good time, but I, I think people should have more voluntary suffering. I think if you put yourself through more voluntary suffering, then you can take the involuntary suffering a little bit better. So if, if you're constantly, you know, sharpening the sword, then you're able to take on, you know, whatever life throws at you. So I think we've just, um, we've become acquiesced to trying to have a good time and always being happy. Yeah, it's a, it, yeah, let me speak on it. It's a humanist um, philosophy. Where each individual human, their happiness is the apogee of any kind of uh, uh, life's goal. There's no, there's no like duty, honor. Um, it's always about well, if you're in a bad marriage, get a divorce. If you're having a a, a bad day, go to a four day festival. Like it's, it's always about was I happy? Was I happy? Was I happy? I'm like I don't know, man. When you're part of Genghis Khan's like. Uh, horse riding troop and you're riding across the step were you happy were you like smiling with glee no you're doing your duty like especially for most men it's not always about pure happiness it's about doing what has to be done mm -hmm. and um, I think we've lost that and that that's that's the escapism thing like people could only do what they have to be done if they're totally medicated now <laughs> like not all of society but a lot you know and they just keep pushing that, and that's why the whole alcohol and drug thing, the drug wars, it, it could never be fought like externally. It had to be fought internally, and that's where they missed the boat. And yeah. once the the more the society went secular, so you could go to you could go to a Christian church, right, and you could be religious, but you're not going to be in there. Not everybody's leaving the sermon and going getting uh, beers and doing rails of cocaine. It wouldn't happen. No, you they're know, going to know, Arby's, bro, to go get a fucking I mean? roast beef sandwich, dude. These, and and you actually get something out of that. You get, you know, a good group of people. You have, you know, individuals that you can trust around you. Everybody's sober, so you're not like questioning other people's capabilities. I mean, there are benefits from other tasks that you can do that don't involve so much hedonism. Do, do you, do you think these guys, when they get out of church, they get in each other's face and start? screaming about what jesus did no if he resurrected on the third mm. day or if that was a myth <laughs> <laughs> like when you're drunk you're like you know like they weren't doing that, that that's no. the whole point is like um the cartel thing yeah they, they're they're literally preying on the the lack of spirituality of the americans it, well they're also preying on the la lack of uh masculinity the, the, dude, the mm. government has been chemically cra uh, castrating men in this country through food and water for generations now. And you can see that because men nowadays are not as masculine. They don't have as high as testosterone as their fathers or their grandfathers. They're fucking pussies. No offense to anybody who fucking has a pussy. But... <laughs> um, just what about saying. if there's a man that he's like massive, he is, but he has a pussy? Nah, no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> just not happening. His arms are like 30 inches. <laughs> uh, 
No, but the no, I get what he's saying there, and that, this is the problem. Like I, I was telling somebody this, I'm like, if you go back in time, the men of the city, like this is the whole Wyatt Earp thing. He's like, I'll put on that tin star and clean up this town, even if it takes my life. You know, we don't even have those guys anymore. The cartel runs, comes in, they run the shit, and all the mm-hmm. other guys are like, well, I gotta go to work, and I gotta work on nine to five because uh, there's a. A Marvel movie I have to go see, and um, there's also several action figure figures I've been on watching on eBay. <laughs> yeah. like, we're fucked, dude. <laughs> oh my god, dude! Like I put in a bid. I don't know how it's going to end, but I'm really excited because it's a it's a five card. Uh, it's rare, and there's only one of uh, it's only a one of uh, six, and it's the only one in the United States. Funko Pop number two forty three. <laughs> I got. I really got to get my hands on it. It's just like, dude, <laughs> stop it. And that's the problem, because the cartel dudes are masculine, man. They got, like, pearl-handled, like, Colt 1911. <laughs> yeah, yeah snakeskin boots. <laughs> yeah, dude. Looking legit. Yeah, Fucking black dude. cowboy hats and big-ass bell buckles. You ever yeah. seen these old movies where they had the, the Mexican vaquero dudes with the big old sombreros? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're like that. They're still doing that, and our guys are like, oh, uh, we'll just play. Uh, we'll we'll just watch Marvel uh, movies like sixteen hours straight. Well, and those those cartel guys, they're they're warrior types too. Yes, they they they're Spaniards pretty much. They're modern they're, day they're, yeah. conquistadors, yeah, dude. So they are. That's exactly what they are. Yes. Yeah, they're modern day conquistadors. So when you see these guys versus the average American male, you're like, nah. Those those cartel dudes are gonna fucking chop off your head and not think twice about it. Yeah, then they so. then they go get some carne asada from their favorite taco stand. Yeah. Like they put a, some extra uh, uh, pico de gallo on and they just eat it and they don't even have it. They they're like their blood pressure doesn't even go up. No. Well, dude, they're hungry, dude. They are hungry, and I I I will say I just got done ro- watching the Rocky movies, right? So it's always about coming from nothing, right? I mean, you got freaking. Uh, Sylvester Stallone in the first one, Rocky was coming from nothing, fighting the champ. He came from nothing, he was more hungry for it. You go to the third one, freaking uh, Clubber Lang came from nothing, Chicago was hungry, took it from Rocky. I mean, it's just who's more hungry, who has the motivation, who's willing to sacrifice everything. The, well, these guys are like, so you're telling me uh, I sell the drugs and I get that big truck? Okay, I sell the drugs. And they're like, there's like no yeah. ifs, ands, or buts. They're like, I get the big house, and I have mucho mujeres. You know, I have the beautiful women. And then they just like, it's not even a, it's a no-brainer for them. They're like, I will be bringing the drugs over. And that's their the extent of their thought process. Well, and their, uh, their loyalty is deep. Yes. It runs deep. I mean, they've they've been working for the cartels for generations. So it's well, like your father's father. And your father's father has been doing that shit. So it's kind of like in their blood now. But there's some type of loyalty. It's almost like it's 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 almost deeper than family. So when you mm-hmm. when you feel like in that culture, you feel like uh, you might be going to war. You're going to be going to war with dudes that are going to be watching your six. And it, it's it's kind of impressive, even though I don't agree with what they're doing, you know, business wise. It's pretty impressive to, to uh, see and understand. No, it, it is. And this is the thing about the Latinos in general, which is different than the white guys. Like the white guys, we see each other and we're kind of like, we don't even look at each other. Yeah. These guys see each other and they're like, hey, oil compa, que paso? Uh, and they they see, you know, they're like, they're like, hola, paisa. Like they, 
they see each other as like family. Mm-hmm. Even when they they're not even from the same state in Mexico, right. they'll meet each other, they'll have a conversation with each other, they greet each other like his brothers. It's a fascinating thing. I've been around Latinos my whole life, and they are very um, family oriented, and they they're very prideful, and it's impressive how prideful they are. And but and they'll greet each other as friends. And us Americans, like the multi generational guys, we don't even. Well, they're we proud of do their that. country. They're pro- they're proud of their country. I don't know if you guys have ever seen. I mean, like the World Baseball Classic, Team Mexico. Their yeah. fans crazy. Um, soccer. The World and, Cup, dude. Golly. And they love and they love their surnames. Like they'll put their last names on like everything, and you won't disrespect the honor of their ancestors. Like they just won't allow it, dude. Yeah. No. And um, it, it's it's they're very they're very interesting. There's a lot of fascinating things to be learned to them and that's why when they they team up to do like um break the law you it's almost impossible to stop these guys because they're loyal to one another like chris said yeah yeah it's true and we can't even like team up together to enforce our laws or like to to understand what's at stake like now the cartel is like fully entrenched in these other groups in the united states like there's no way to get these guys out of here so the drug problem is going to just uh, intensify because literally their trade routes used to end at Mexico and then it was sketchy when they got in the United States. I think it's like, it's in here now. You know, it, it, and it's like all over the place. So, and the fentanyl thing is crazy because I know tons of people are dying of that, but I haven't heard much about it lately. Like maybe they've not been killing as many people or no, maybe... it's still it's still killing as <laughs> yeah. many people or are they hiding it like i said there's just a new thing every five minutes bro so it's easy to like look past like the fentanyl or the jeffrey epstein stuff like dude it's yeah. there's so much shit going on right now what about what about epstein's list huh I, i've seen yeah, it segueing into that i've seen yeah. it nobody's in jail so mm-hmm. i mean they're still scot-free that's interesting i wonder how long like an average guy would last if like they found him uh, on a date with a 14-year-old. He probably wouldn't be here out for very long, but these guys are known to be pedophiles and, like, nothing happens. Exactly. The phone agrees. The feds are listening. <laughs> the, fed, the feds are like, we're pedophiles. Do, do not talk about us like that. Yeah, right. Okay, guys, not all you guys, but I'm sure there's a couple. There's a few Most of there. you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're all taking it personal. They're like, no, I'm not. What about the federal agent that's deleting his browser history? Right. <laughs> he he has a group chat to all his buddies. Hey guys, if I die, delete my browser yep. history. Yeah, my my the, the assigned the assigned federal agent to me is probably like, oh my god, this motherfucker's at it again. He's he's he's, he's watching this episode live because he's tapping my phone right now. Dude, he's like, oh fuck, dude, These he's guys like, are crazy. He's like, I thought we were friends, bro. Yeah. I thought we were friends. <laughs> I, I've been the one sending you memes. <laughs> I'm the one who followed you on Instagrams. <laughs> and you know, you know what's funny is like, he, he, your federal agent's like, he has a he has a point there. He's making sense, man. Call me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> He's at the water cooler at work. Like he has some good points, man. It, the, the stats all add up. <laughs> yeah, this guy's getting canceled. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. So far. Well, he's like, yeah, we'll still have to cancel him, but uh, he he makes a lot of sense. He was a good one, guys. He was a good one. After everybody I've watched, he was one of the good ones. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's what gives us hope a little bit is that we, we make our Fed agents laugh. <laughs> it's a little piece of the optimism we have. But other than that, it's over. It's over. Yeah, so, okay, what else? Dude, this is, we, what else has been going on? Like, big stories. They had a, they had a, a bank bingo of uh, which banks were failing. Yeah. And they had, like, a, in one row, it was kind of funny, it was, like, all four of the banks that failed. It was, like, Silicon Valley, uh, Signature, and I, I kind of forgot the other two. I thought Sweet, uh, Swiss, the Swiss Bank or whatever. That one... That Credit one surpri- surprised me because, you know, they're not necessarily uh, regulated by, like, U.S. government mm-hmm. type shit, you know. Um, and they have a lot of fucking money in that bank. The Credit Suisse? Yeah. So I was I was like, whoa, if they're going down, we're all going down. And then another, <laughs> another dude made, a, like, a March Madness bracket with all the banks and shit. It was pretty funny, too. <laughs> it was like J.P. Morgan Chase was the one that, like, outlasted everybody, which it's true. I think uh, I think the bigger banks aren't aren't really going to have to worry too much about it. But... Uh, <laughs> bless you. Ooh, sorry. Um, my brother's He's, aller- ex- he's allergic to banking. Yeah, no shit. Allergic my brother's bullshit. ex-girlfriend just... Uh, well, they, they uh, works for Chase, mm-hmm. um, and last month or two months ago or some shit like that, apparently they laid off like a hundred people in their department. Damn, damn. Yeah. So that's well, just in their department. Well, they, and they think about this though the world the World Economic Forum. I don't know if it was those guys, but um, all the banks kind of like pledged of allegiance to each other, pledged on allegiance, like the J- Japanese bank, Bank of America. The British bank, they all kind of like are now able to send each other money. So I think they're trying to avoid the complete crash that we think right. is going to happen, which is interesting. I think it's kind of smart in a way, like business wise. But I don't know if there's a, if that's like a complete fail safe or if there's still a way that we can go bankrupt. But we'll see. Yeah, I don't. It, it's just so much stuff has been going on, but I'm like. Focusing on positive things, uh, everybody needs to just keep their head up and just keep working on what they're doing, man. We got nothing we're, for the. We got nothing for the. We're back. I was kidding. Wait, well, this is the, <laughs> the we're back part, the positive the, the, part. This yeah. is the thing. It's crazy. We did we're so back already, but editing problems now. No, so no. Version. I, I'm saying the the content of like the positive nature of things. We we can talk about how it's over all day, but the the positive <laughs> stuff. We're like, ah, we got like two things. We're we're positive. Talk, we're talking about us three are so back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're so back in the midst of. A shithole society yeah. and dystopianism that we're back to tell we're, you we're, it's over. Yes, <laughs> we're, back, we're back here to just we're, we're back here to break the bad news to you. <laughs> oh, dude, that's oh, that so was good. good. That, was, that was classic, anyway. But uh, yeah, <laughs> What's a, you gotta laugh at this point. Every day you open up the news, you're like, "Ooh, Shit. that's not good." And you're like. Well, best, I guess I'll just go to work. Just counting the just scars. Just to work. Yeah, dude, we're like literally counting scars at this point. We're like, oh, that one hurt. Uh, that one also hurt. Uh, that sucked. Uh, how many more is to come, dude? It's just, we're just back to tell you it's over. Yeah, it's like, it's, it's, it's like getting, it's like getting, it's like getting 30 fucking lashes, you know? You're like, bam, bam. You know, it's a fucking sex. It's like getting whipped. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so, oh, I mean, 
What else? Anything? <laughs> anything else other than shit okay. news? Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's like I think it's like uh, I saw like a meme recently. It's like I think I say what exactly what it was like related to, but it's like do a push up for every time it's so over. <laughs> it's like the dude's all jacked. Like one day the guy's eyes is all big. Like what? <laughs> oh my god, dude. Oh, fuck. <laughs> We're trying to be as optimistic optimistic as possible, but as you can tell, we. We turned this whole shit show into a complete joke. No, I know. And it's I, hilarious. I, I, I said, like, people were like, well, how bad is it going to get? I'm like, I don't know. Like, like I said at the beginning of the thing, have you been to Mexico? It's literally yeah. comical like, at this point. It could get as bad as you can imagine. <laughs> we could just still, like, be like, hmm, lights or food? Which one? <laughs> you like, making the hard decisions. Oh, my God. Um, but it, I think there's still hope, though. There's hope for it being over. please just end at this point you were so done we're like ooh it's fucking rained like 16 times within the past month dude are we gonna flood or what this Justin next title of the episode or next uh, episode title is gonna be we're so done (laughs) we're so fucking done dude um yeah it it has been pretty interesting but uh we'll have to see you know it won't even matter, but they're saying Trump supposedly is gonna run again, and he—they're trying to—they're trying to arrest him randomly for something about Stormy Daniels, like he used government money to shut her up. The porn star he supposedly slept with, mm-hmm. dude. Bill Clinton gave some some lady back in the day like eight hundred thousand dollars of hush money. But he's a Democrat, and he's such a good person, though. Trump's a Trump's a Trump's a jerk. Mm. he says stuff you know what i mean it's like he hurts feelings he hurts feelings you know it's like it's like if you say like anything like around truthful you're not accepted in this reality you're like what well, this guy's telling the truth get him the hell out of here you know and yeah. i i always say i wasn't a huge trump fan i have my own ideas about trump what he should have done and what he didn't do but it it that's what it is that's these are the people they give us like who knows anymore, though, man? Did you see the whole Fetterman thing? And then they got where he looks like two different guys. Oh, yeah. man. They got also a Biden. We know there's like, there's at least three Bidens. Like, it's be. Yeah. something weird's going on there that the pictures don't even look anything alike. It's a, uh, it, dude, it's literally the movie Weekend at Bernie's. Did you, did That's you exactly see exactly what it is? Did you see the one with Biden months ago where he, he was in the morning and he's like, he's like, yeah, we. America's on the upturn and he sounds all old and dementia ridden. And then later on during the day, he's like, we got to stop these MAGA Americans. He was all hardcore. <laughs> like that is not the same guy, man. His like eyes look different. Like it's probably got sundowners or some shit. The real Biden's taking a nappy nap. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry about it. He's, he's in the basement. They're like, send in, send in, um, Biden number three. No, what do they call him? Up. They called him dark Brandon. Dark. Send in Dark Brandon, where he's all hardcore. Yeah. They need to send the one that can actually make it up the steps to Air Force One. Can they Can they send that one in? What's up with that? Dude, this guy's... Dude, they've made a joke of it. So Saudi Arabia had made like a, a, like a, like a meme. It was like a, a full video clip because I guess uh, Saudi Arabia just signed a huge deal with Russia and China and like everything's cool with them now over mm-hmm. there. So... Um, they made a video of him falling up the steps and Kamala Harris was like cheering him on. It was pretty fucking hilarious. Yeah, I guess uh, China and um, 
North Korea and Russia kind of made like a pact. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds I'm sure right. that's fine. Everything's fine. Sure, that's okay. Nothing's going to happen out of that. Uh, it's not going to affect us in any way. Um, Ukraine's going to win any day now. I'm sure they don't need any more of our money. I've seen a video of a Ukrainian soldier wearing a uh, an American flag patch. Yeah. That kind of made I me f- uneasy. I, I was like, wait a I second. Just, I feel bad for the Ukrainians, though. The ones that are really Ukrainian, the Slavic guys that are over yeah. there. Because they're being utilized again to die for these uh, territorial economic battles. And then they'll probably be displaced in their own land. Because after this is over, say if they even do win Ukraine, well, there's going to be like five guys left. Right. It's it's pretty sad, actually, when you think about it. And then the Russians, too. But the Russians like to party. So oh, they're probably over there. And by party, I mean, like, they wrestle with bears and drink vodka. So them fighting the Ukrainians is probably, like, they're, they're, that's, that's, you never see a Slavic guy, like, (laughs) smiling, but they're probably, they got at least a smirk going on, you know? I don't think it's really killing them to, they're they're probably having a good time. No, dude, you got, like, 17 million Dragos coming to your front (laughs) Yeah. Good luck, bro. (laughs) They're like, I must break you now. Yeah. Because uh, if he dies, he dies. Yeah, for the motherland of Russia, you yeah. know, like guy, those guys are on another level over there. And but I do, like I said, I'm not, I'm not for any more uh, Europeans dying in senseless wars. Um, I think that was a whole economic thing that's run by these, by the cabals or whatever you want to call these guys, these corporate entities. We know, we know what group you're talking about. The lizard people. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, they're from freaking uh, from Saturn or some other planet. Who knows what's going on? But they're not what they, they call them the elites. But are they the elites? I don't know. Like, doesn't seem like it. They don't like to fight their own wars. But they, I don't, I'm against any of the European guys dying anymore. I think we've done enough. Yep. I think we should. Everybody should be sovereign. You know. But that's not where it's at. So I'm like, that's my take on that that whole conflict. I wish it would have been over quickly. Like, either who would have won. It didn't really matter to me particularly. They don't want peace, bro. They don't want to give a deal or figure a solution. They just want to continue the fucking bloodbath. Yeah, it's 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 crazy, dude. But I, I don't see an end to it. Um, they want to be a part of NATO. NATO's pff, ridiculous. NATO's out of control. And, and the thing is, like, that they're another extension of the, the American empire like we're just up in everybody's business mm-hmm. telling everybody else how to live all the time it uh, it's crazy like we we literally just we tell everybody how to live then they're pissed at us and then we wonder why they're pissed you know as americans yeah i don't know nato was created to fight commies and now the commies are running nato yeah isn't that a weird thing it's kind of a strange the russians are less communist than we are yeah. Who saw that plot twist? <laughs> <laughs> They're all calling us communists. I've yeah, seen that coming. <laughs> They're like, you're a communist and you are you guys are uh you guys are residing over the downfall of the West and we're like, No, we're not. <laughs> that's our that's yeah. our answer to that. It's our Sad. public answer, you know. Um But that's ongoing and uh, I don't know if there's any end in sight, especially now that Russia teamed up with China. 
So I don't know what that entails particularly, but I know they're trying to do like, also Mexico, I heard's on board with them. Yep. So economically. I'm sure well, it's fine. Well, well, it's over, boys. Well, another, <laughs> somebody was asking me too, well, what do you think about that? I'm like, well, probably not a good idea when you have 60 million illegals in your country. They will not fight for the United States. No. So the shit hits the fan. They're not going to fight against Mexico for the U- U.S. They're only here for economics. They don't really particularly like it here. They like like Marshalls and Ross and stuff like that, but they like they like going to concerts like Mana concerts. But they're not they're not particularly invested in the United States. They they're too um, they love their homeland, which as you should. You, so I don't. I'm not even surprised. I'm like that's why. Like if you were the Trojans, you don't allow uh, Achilles and, and his mermaid men to hang out in the city and then act like you're inclusive. And that Achilles is all of a sudden going to be like, you know what? I'm a fair Trojan and I'll fight uh, the Greeks with you. It won't happen. It won't. So uh, Mexico teaming up with Russia and China against the United States economically or in, in any other way probably won't end well for the United States. Like it just the numbers aren't looking right. No. And that that group is too prideful over their over. Uh, their group, La Raza, and they're also too prideful over their homeland. So, not a good idea, but that's the way it's going. It's very interesting. Like, you'd, you'd have so many insurgents in the United States yeah. playing, like, banda, their, their Mexican music, where they play the, uh, the the guitars and the trumpets and everything. It'd just be, it would just be out of control. They'd have to take some siestas and also drink heavily. <laughs> you could probably maybe catch them on a downturn, you know, when they're... 6 a.m. Yeah, six. Yeah, if you're you trying to fight them at night, you're in tr- you're in trouble because they they're night people. They'll be up all night. I would say the window between that would be like uh, four a.m. to noon while they're sleeping. <laughs> then you got a fighting chance <laughs> yeah. against them, um, uh, unless they're landscapers, and that's actually when they're up. <laughs> True. So, but you know they're the, still drunk, dude, from the night before. That's the only thing, dude. The, you know the their biggest weapon is what's that? The leaf blower. The, oh, dude, that's the most <laughs> lethal thing as a labor guy, bro. I freaking hate hearing the leaf blower. It's so bad. It's, it's like yeah. like chainsaws to your ears. It's awful. And they just love that. They're just out there blowing. What's all gas power? <laughs> I'm just like, dude, stop it, dude. It's like 8 o'clock in the morning. I'm literally just trying to do my job. And you're trying to do your job, too. Your job is just a lot louder and invasive as fuck. Yeah, I was sleeping yesterday morning, and the guy uh, was next door just leaf-blowing like a maniac. And this was like, it had to have been like 6 or something a.m. I'm like, I was not happy, but I was like, the same token. I'm like, yeah, he's doing his job. I respect it. I'm going to go get this guy a fucking rake. But I was like, you need to use a rake, bro. <laughs> you know, I was offended. But, yeah, that's the bane of a, if anybody that wants to sleep in the leaf blowers, the bane of the our existence. Sort of. <laughs> we give it the freaking... Uh, just the absolute worst connotation of leaf blowing. Just stop. How being long lazy. have those been around, man? We needed to do a whole segment on leaf blowers. <laughs> start just... start a ban on leaf yeah, blowers, dude. I know it's just like, well, can they be electric? Yes. Like, no, they won't do that. They're like, they want us all driving electric cars and right. that look like shit. Segwaying to this, I went to a car show the other day. And I was seeing all the 60s, the 50s, and the 40s cars. They had Cadillacs out there that would, like, they had to have been 30 feet long, man. They're, like, land yachts. 
They're they're amazing. And then going to what I always say, now you go out on any street corner and you got nothing but egg shaped cars. They're like uh like runny omelets driving down the road. It's terrible. <laughs> and then you go to these car shows, you're like, what happened to us? And if we go electrical, all I'm saying is Give us some sexiness back because you don't have the regulations of the the wind drag on an electric car because you don't have the combustion engine. So they better give us some fucking good designs. But they won't. No. What else is there? (laughs) I mean, I think we kind of hit on just about everything, every shitty thing that has happened in our country. That's all we got for you. Anyways, if... uh, Well, Well... well, I know that. What about the uh, France is burning down? Oh yeah, again. France is burning down. France well, is like, France is so ridiculous. <laughs> See that meme I said? They're yeah. like, I will not work another two years. Yeah, but everything else is shit. But they're like, they, I don't know, man. They're just the French like to riot, and and I know it's their, I hear it's their, uh, their leftists over there, and I'm like, are you serious? Like, there's a commonality between leftists and destruction. Who would have thought, you know, like, mm. that it spreads, uh, it's all across the West. Dude, but. all of Europe is just not good right now. I mean, I've seen videos of Ireland, and London, I mean, you name it, dude, Europe is just not looking good. They need to uh, reassert some You ever see these, these laws. like, they'll have, like, a, like some chicks, like, like, she's an influencer or some kind of model or whatever. She's walking down the street, like, in London, or... How do they take these fucking videos with, with taking all this sh- the the garbage out of the background? They have to be really cleverly shot because it's like the same thing. Like in any big city, you go there, it's just like a bomb in it. Like you go to L.A., it's just terrorized. And a lot of parts of Phoenix are like that, too. It's called A.I. A.I. <laughs> they, that's A.I.'s taking out oh, all the garbage. Dude, A.I.'s <laughs> deep fakes, dude, yeah. are hilarious. Dude, those pictures that they've been coming up with, yeah. dude. Did you funny? Did you see the one where uh, Trump was uh, running the yard yes. in yeah. prison? There's another thing with with Trump. Okay, this is it on Trump. They put Trump in prison. It's gonna end the way they think it's gonna end. He's gonna have all kinds of street cred. He's gonna be working out. The guy's like six four, so he's gonna come out like seventy seven years old, jacked, and he's gonna be all well read. So he's gonna be you know like any guy that goes to jail, you these guys that go to prison, they come out well read and they're all in shape. Yeah. They'll be doing burpees, which is that movement where you like drop down to, to a push up and then you jump up. Yeah. You don't have I've to s- explain it, bro. If you don't know what a burpee is, do well, one. I've I've seen guys. Yeah, exactly. Do a hundred. I've seen guys that got out of prison that will do a burpee and jump up so high, they're like twenty feet in the air. It's insane, and they'll do a hundred of them like that. So you put Trump in jail, yeah, probably not a good idea because all the guys are gonna gang up with him and they're gonna all be like, you know what, you're right, Trump. Because they like order in jail. Yeah. There's hierarchies in jail. Yeah. They, they make you wash your hands. They make well, you eat a certain way. Like dude, You know what I mean? It's he, like that's it, all those guys are going to side with him. He's the master negotiator. Yeah. So he'll be negotiating all sorts of shit, man. Yeah. Listen, he'll baby be, joker. He's the businessman. He's he's the mastermind behind business. And if you put him in prison, it's he's just going to get the whole prison together. Yes. As friends. Yeah. As alliances. Yeah, it won't end the way whether, they think. Whether it's the Aryans or or uh the blacks the or Mexican Mexicans. Mafia. Yeah. Yeah, dude. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy. So I mean it'd be interesting to see. What, I would like to see that. What what did what does Trump say to little Joker? He's like, Baby Joker, you have made me the greatest deal that I cannot deny. I have to take this ramen from you. 
And then and then the other guy's making him some some moonshine. Or some, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the toilet wine. Yes, yes, the best toilet wine prison has ever seen. Pristine. Yeah. He's like he was a good guy. He was putting in some charges. They maybe they were true. Maybe, maybe they were not, not true. <laughs> but he was a good guy. He never did me wrong. I like him. I like his family. He, his bunkmate was very nice. He was a nice man. He was in on some charges that I think they put him away for no reason. But that's <laughs> that's not for me to say. You know, that's what he'd be like, dude. <laughs> yeah. Like, the, they love him in there. Yeah. It, it wouldn't end. And that's the thing. I'm like, you cannot. That guy's not a guy that you can. He'd be teaching yeah. business classes, dude. All these dudes would come out like business tycoons and just like open their own businesses and be very successful. Yeah, Ex-convict that was in prison with Trump becomes yeah. a multimillionaire overnight. And then they tried to put another guy in jail in the 30s in Germany or the 20s in Germany. And I, I remember he, he ended up writing a book. And when he got out, he was pretty successful. So probably not a good idea to put these political type guys in jail. <laughs> Never ends well, but um, it, I thought that was kind of silly. And that's how like the the left wing here does, they're not very like they don't understand causality, right? They don't understand cause and effect. Like if you do this, this will happen. They just they just want to do. They just want to like eliminate their any threat to their power structure. But they don't see, like, into the future, like, what will happen, actually. But Yeah, they're not very smart. And I didn't see, like, the MAGA guys going crazy and trying to, like, back Trump up, particularly if he got put in jail, because all the January 6th people are still in jail. Well, there was that big-ass uh, protest in New York. There was, like, a fucking shit ton of people. What? Was there? Yeah, last week. Is, uh, or when they said they were gonna, whenever they said they were gonna indict him, yeah, I guess they were supposed to arrest him on Tuesday or something yeah. last week, right? Yeah. Uh, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, man, there's a fucking thousands of people in the streets of New York. Yeah, they were wearing masky masks though, so I think that well, was just dude, a they were psyop. wearing. I think they were wearing the mask to kind of well, yeah, they, their faces. They Look learned. what happened to January sixth. You know, a lot of those people weren't wearing masks, dude, and they fucking hemmed them up fast. Because yeah. of fucking facial recognition and shit. I'm, this isn't so. this isn't like a this isn't like a um, I'm not condoning this, but if you do participate in political activities, probably be best to not to wear a mask and don't bring your phone. Full face mask, dude. Because uh, yeah, obviously they had like moms, dude, that they went and got for January sixth. Mm-hmm. They were like carrying a placard, like the normie Trump people that are just like. Wanted the red, white, and blue. They wanted a bald eagle screeching towards your face. Those kind of Americans, they locked them up, man. So it's it's no hold barred. Like get rid of your political opposition type of time is what's happening right now. I was I was even tripping out on the January sixth thing. I'm like, these guys didn't do anything. That's not an insurrection. Like you, you the burning the building wasn't burned down. Like nothing happened. Right. It was they, all they were they were walking around like who cares? I, I, I mean, obviously it was it was a, a performance, and I think it was a, an example setting kind of moment. I mean, they do things not for that exact moment, but for the long term effects of that that happening. So, do I think that stuff was all truthful? I don't think so. I think there's several layers to it that people of the United States don't get to really understand, which is shitty, but I think it's a psychological thing why they put those people in 
prison or all of this stuff. It's it's all psychological. So it's just, it's just a part of it, dude. Yeah, they want to scare the population from acting ever again. To like, okay, you wanna you wanna show up and and protest, you're gone. And so they're gonna say you have freedom of assembly and freedom of speech, but in all reality, you you, you don't. You know, so they not if them. you're on the wrong side. Yeah, if you're on the left, they'll let you burn down all the cities. Yeah, and they'll because it's for uh, injustice and inequality. But if you want any kind of order, or you want like you have any kind of um, you want your country to do well, then you're you're on the wrong side of history. I always laugh at that statement. I think that is one of the funniest things to hear is the wrong side of history. There is no wrong side of history. I get the winners get to tell this this the story, but I think that is the stupidest thing because it's how an individual feels or wants to go about their life and what they support. So there is no yeah. wrong or right well, side. Well, and the best way to control a population is to appeal to their emotion, not mm-hmm. to their logic. Mm-hmm. So if you want to make them angry, put something out there that can make them angry. If you want them to make them, or you want to make them sad, put something out there that makes them sad. So when you evoke those strong emotions in a group of people, then they will react to those emotions and not to the logic. No, it's true. And then it's kind of like when you think about it historically in a historical context, when you go backwards in time, it's like Leonidas, like, if um, he would have been told by his advisors, well, you're on the wrong side of history. Actually, he's the king of kings. We should accept he knows best, you know? And he's like, you know what? You're right. And he just runs and it just burns Greece to the ground. That's kind of where we're at. Like, no, it, they, he was on the right side because they won. Mm-hmm. Now, if he would have lost, they would have wrote it like that he was on the wrong side. So it's always his. Uh, the history is written by the victors always. So the they want to be victorious. So they want to preemptively write the history, and they do. We realize now that they're counting their chickens before they hatch, yeah. man. That's the sad thing about it because it's still in the midst of becoming either good or bad. I know we're really um, trying to be optimistic here, but I mean it's it's. I think it's still a swing, dude. I think there is a chance, and I think. You know, there's a chance it could be really bad, and that's why we have, you know, this segment of we're back and it's over. So <laughs> we don't know which one it is yet. So I think they're counting their chick, you know, counting their chickens, obviously. But I don't, I don't think the right's counting their chickens. So I think everybody's kind of just saying, you know, we've won, we've won. But I mean, there's no victor yet. So I, I think we just have to wait it out, believe in what you believe in, and see there, what happens. There's no winning at this point for like the Americans in general. That'd be either the left or the right. The left's not getting what they want. The right's not getting what we want. They always say, the left is like, well, we don't have free health care. We don't have uh, free education. Well, that's true. But the the right side is just, they, they could have given those things too. They're so stingy on that. They're supposed to be fiscally conservative, but they gave Ukraine a quadrillion dollars. You know, like we could have had all these things. We could have had our border wall. We could have had all the things that both sides wanted. And if we had the border wall, then we could have tightened up on our economics a little bit and we could have had free healthcare. We or within reason, right? It's not free because we pay for it. But it probably could have been with re, within reason because we're an economic, economic powerhouse. There's no reason why we couldn't have been able to figure out something for the people. And the education thing, I'm not saying free all across the board because I think some people should have went into trades. We should have reorganized the whole school system. 
give that free education. Yeah. Dude. There's still trade schools. If you're giving out, you know, no, free you trade find... school, pff, dude, you'd have trade what I'm saying. You, you find that you find the, what, you do aptitude tests on the population, all the different groups that live in the United States. You find out where they'd be best utilized for the economy and you train them from an early age in those, um, in those fields. A guy that is, is more apt to being a lawyer should not be an air conditioning guy and an air conditioning guy should not be a lawyer. You know, they need to find the guys that are best suited for the trades or the white collar, um, businesses. And it should be sorted out a lot earlier in life. And we could funnel these guys in. Right. The, the model for the United States now is we'll bring guys from the other countries, bring guys from the other countries. Right. Outsource our jobs. Outsource. Are crazy dude. I mean the whole tech industry, Chris, I think you can speak on that, but it has been outsourced. Well, anytime. Yeah. Well, they, uh, <clears throat> what, these large corporations do is uh, they call they call them H one B H B one visas or H one B visas or something, uh, where they they essentially sponsor people out of country, Indians. and they're like indentured yeah. servitude. Yeah, Indians and all that other stuff uh, come from India who are really good at tech and who where Americans aren't particularly interested in it other than consuming it. Um, they just want to be an end user. That's when they hire people out of country and sponsor them to work for them. Intel is one one of them. Intel is a huge no. I know H one B visa. They're, they're, sponsor. That's the thing. Like, try to call for a Domino's pizza. United States, right? Try to call about your phone service. Who do you think you're gonna get? You think you're gonna get an American? You're not gonna get it. And that's the thing about the whole BLM movement. People are like, what do you think? I'm like, I'm against it. Well, why? Because the, the African-Americans in the United States thought they're special. You're not special. Everybody is under the thumb of the system. It would have been better. Our, our time would have been better u- utilized trying to go against the mechanism itself. So you could. So the African-Americans, we, we study what their strengths and weaknesses are. And we find... Uh, trade schools or we, we funnel in education to help them so they can feed their families. That's what it's all about, essentially. People want to have a way to have resources so they can live a, a, a good life. They want to be able to buy food. They want to uh, shelter over their head. But instead of doing that, they totally disregarded the African-American community as a resource and they went for like other populations that were more apt or more willing to take take on the schooling and 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 they utilize them for the jobs like the Indians from India they're Chinese or the Latinos mm-hmm. they literally just bypass the African Americans that's where I would have more, been more, more mad if I was part of the BLM movement is that they bypassed the African Americans that by birthright they've been here for 400 years that's where, where I would have leveraged that like no it's our it's our time we Let's disengage from the welfare network, and we want to re reignite some kind of uh, education for the for all the classes of people that are living in the United States. They didn't do that. They went the way of "woe is me, I'm a victim." Instead of saying no, like let's let's do the educational route, which they act like they want to do, but they don't do it. Like they they literally don't. No, dude, and it's it's because. A political party has married themselves with these groups and they look to them just for votes. So they tell them what they want to hear every, you know, two to four years just to get their vote. And 
Nothing happens. No, well, it's nothing occurs. That's the part where I was telling you about they're appealing to their emotions. Yeah. And so they can grab those votes. Those, the, and, man, pol- politicians are fucking scumbags. And that's what they do. They, they just appeal to people's and, emotions. Even on the right. Oh, Even on the sides. fucking right, dude. And this, Those fucking Republicans yeah. will appeal to your fucking emotions, man. They'll be like, oh my God, uh, you, the Mexicans are taking your jobs. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck. It's the principle of it's not law-abiding. Yeah. And we had quotas in place. And the and the laws should have been followed like as close to a T as possible. Because we as citizens, if we break the law, they're going to bring the hammer down on us. So we expect the same for them. Because that's the thing about America was we're all equal under the law. We are supposed right. to be. We know we're not now, but initially, years ago, we were under the illusion that we were all equal under the law. Now we're, we're finally understanding. We're, we're, we're hard-headed. We're thick-skulled, but we know we're not equal. We know the American citizens ourselves are, are the lowest caste of the planet. And we're just being utilized as tax slaves. We get that now. We didn't know that before, but we're pretty sure of that now. Now, the problem is that, like I say with the education system we already had our own guys we didn't have to outsource our labor we just needed to reignite our own labor force the problem with this is that people don't understand what i say is like okay you got an average american say he's a white american or a black american he in no way has the ability at all not even the slightest to compete with a guy from like mexico city that's been selling chicle on the corner since he was five years old that little that little boy that's five years old that grew up in that in- intense poverty, he's gonna outwork any normal American because we're soft. It's true. it's true. We know nothing of struggle. We know nothing really on average of of having that empty stomach. Oh, it's just so so just in self preservation of our own country, we we should have realized that, and understood. Hey, we can't compete with these guys because on uh, in general, they're gonna work for far less because they've had nothing. So anything is is better than what they've had. And then if we fix our own economic circumstances in the United States, we're more able to help other countries, which we we, we still do. Yep. That's true. And I think there is a decent amount of the American population that has suffered. I mean, the poverty levels are obviously high. But if you, if you actually weaponized well, those well, dudes that are coming from poverty and gave them, like, tools to be useful within society, I think it would be a different story. But... They, they don't use the people that come from those backgrounds correctly. They put them in prison or they, they make them this enemy of the state immediately and then they're unhirable. It's well, awful. Well, those guys, like you said, I, I don't think a lot of them have suffered comparatively to these other countries. Right. But they're starting to. They're starting to know what it's like to suffer. They're starting to know what it's like to feel like these other countries. So it's a rude awakening for most Americans. I was talking to somebody from another country the other day. I'm like, we've never had to do it. The Americans don't even know about it. But so it will be even worse for the Americans because we don't, we never glimpsed it before. We don't have like, we never had poverty, particularly even our homeless eat. Nobody's starving. You see the people on, if you're ever in a grocery store and you see, Somebody with you with a mat next to you that's has a massive cart full of things. You know they're on welfare because you're not ordering those things or you're not buying those things if you have a, a regular job because it's astronomical, right? And they're always uh, very overweight, and fat. Like they're not, they're not missing any meals, man. Our poor people in America aren't missing meals. Like they're eating, 
But the working poor, they are missing meals. The people that are actually working and they fall out of the the uh, the spectrum where they can get welfare benefits, they're, they're, they're worse off than the people that are grifting the system. Mm-hmm. And that, that, that's the thing that's going on with that. But they're starting to suffer now. They're finally starting to suffer now. But, uh, and, but this is how you know the American uh, country itself didn't care about the citizens. They knew this was occurring. They, they could have got ahead of it. But all they cared about was GDP. So let's bring more people in to buy houses. Let's bring more people to buy houses. Let's prop up these banks. Let's prop up the GDP. Because all the, the mortgages are tied to the banks and that's the main thing that props up our economic system. So they have to have people constantly consuming and constantly buying. Like even in this terrible economic downturn, I read last Christmas was the biggest year we ever had for buying products and purchasing like Christmas presents. So it it's things are changing in that scope, but I just think they didn't handle that right. And they had COVID, they had two years where everything was kind of down. They could have reorientated the whole school system. They didn't do it. They could have reorientated the whole um, uh, dietary system. Told us what was really right and got a lot of the stuff off the shelves. If they really cared about public health, they didn't do it. If they cared about public health, they'd do that first. Then on the back end, the health care costs would be a lot lower. They didn't do it. Because the, the roundabout answer why is they don't care. They literally don't care. They 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 only care about money. It's true. And the people that are more hedonistic and don't care about their health, those are the consumers. Those are the people that eat. They don't eat well. Those are the people that frequent the hospitals. Those are the people that are paying hospital bills. Those are the people that are buying medications. Those are the people that are like uh, consuming the alcohol, doing the drugs. It's not the freaking square Christian people. It's not the athlete guys, the, the dude that you see running every day. He's a far he's a very small burden on the system, but he also doesn't consume. So that's why he's attacked. The priestly guy that's going to church all the time, he also do, is not a burden of the system. That's why he's attacked because he doesn't either take from the system or give particularly to the system. So that's why he's alienated and that's another reason why they bring other cultures to the United States because the culture that's in place has kind of got fed up with capitalism in its own way. At least the Gen Xs, they may not say it out loud. They may not understand the mechanisms and the and the minutia of these economic systems. But as far back as Gen X, when you look at the Woodstock '99, we we're pissed at capitalism back then. We just didn't know how. There's no um, antithesis to it in the psyche of the American. We only have communism, capitalism, communism, capitalism. That's all we have. We don't have any other. Uh, we don't have a third uh, party initiative in the United States, and. So that being said, the people that are disillusioned will be pushed to the side in favor of H-1B-1 visas. Because yep. they, they're just getting here, so they're just happy to get here. Sounds like a disease. Perfect consumers. H-1B-1? Sounds like a straight up. <laughs> I, I went off on a rant, but I'm like, that's just something <laughs> yeah. that I noticed. I'm like, these guys. Oh, it's, it's, it's true, ridiculous, though. dude. That's that's the modern society that we're living in, and we're we're reaping all of the actions of our... You know, uh, I don't want to say adversaries, but I mean the people that we're here with, living in this realm, and it's it's not fun. And that that's kind of like you know the BLM thing. I'm like, you don't think these guys know the populations? You don't think they study the populations? They 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 have 
you look at the show Mad Men, it's all about advertising. And even back then in the 50s and the 60s, they were they were doing all the statistics to see how we purchase things and how advertising guides our lives. So that was then. Look at all the computing power they have now of our, our data. They know exactly what we look like, look at, look like, think, feel, etc. So everything is pretty much marketing. Every single thing under the sun. So knowing that, you don't think they could reverse engineer that and know how to fix yeah. the, the wants and needs of each population? There wouldn't have to be writing. But they don't want to do that because it's not good for business. And they will not allow it. Like, they, they grifted on the BLM thing. Where is fucking BLM at? Where are all these virtuous, like, crusaders? I don't see I don't see a fucking whisper out of these guys. After they grifted all that money. There's no true believers anymore out there. That's That's the thing, like... And we sit here and we're like, we just want America to do well or what's left of it. And that's even too much of a ask. That's a, yeah, that's a far, that's a reach, brother. That is a reach to well, think when, that we're going to do well. Yeah, and when you uh, ask for that, you're you're automatically labeled as a far-right extremist. You're ostracized yeah. from society, yeah. dude. They so, take you out, dude. And, and this is the thing, I'm that. like, to me, I'm like, I'm not asking for a whole lot, dude. I, I want maybe... I don't know a collared shirt, a trip to a trip to Yosemite with the family. No, dude, that's way too much, bro. You know, like uh, I can pay the mortgage off. Maybe I can see the beaches of Hawaii. It's not a lot to ask for, and that's the average American. It's unattainable, and it's for a lot of us, it's unattainable. That's like literally like a pipe dream. The only ones that can do that are the the young ladies, eighteen to like thirty, that have an OnlyFans. They're like, I'm a world traveler, and my hobby is traveling. That's not a hobby. Everybody likes traveling if they can do so, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's just the men can't do it because we're protecting the castles. We're guarding the perimeter of our homes, or we're like going out and getting resources and the way it works. I can't take a tr- I can't take a month off to go to Bali and find myself, or none of the men in my circle can do that because we're too busy trying to build our little small kingdoms and and so the American dream is set up now where it's not in favor of the old the old uh, multi-generational American because it's just out of reach for most of us. It is. And our wants and needs are very simple. And like I said, I mean, I'm a simple guy. I just want a thousand-foot statue of Apollo, and uh, I want architecture to be like gothic. I mean, it's just small things I want, you know? You know, I I got... (laughs) I got the... uh... The, yeah. like, the, the smaller yeah. version. I, I think this is all we can afford, though. Yeah, right yeah I so. know. <laughs> Talk Bust. about economic downturn. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, but. And you. I joke about that, but the reason why I joke is because in the past we used to, we used to have, like, large statues of our ancestors or, like, statues of our, our deities. I'm not even saying that it has to be Apollo. I'm. I'm referencing that as a metaphor of like yeah. spirituality, you know, and we used to build these amazing architectural feats like, you know, that's the whole thing about the Tartarian thing. I'm not going on that, but it's mostly an architecture thing. Mm-hmm. You can see the changes in culture by what kind of buildings we build. And then when you go outside, we supposedly won World War Two, and now you look at all the uh, buildings, it looks like Eastern Bloc shit. You know, it looks like we fell to communism, and we uh, we know we are now, but it's like soulless. It's like um, 
It's like it's like boxes for ants to live in. Yeah, you can say that about. I mean, a lot of different things you've already mentioned, like the automotive industry. Yeah. I mean, you get something from the early days, like you were talking about at the car show. You drive that. That has a spirit. That has a soul. It it gives you some type of emotion. But now you get a, a hybrid. You can't even hear the engine. Like that's just. It's not good, dude. You want to hear the 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 pipes of your exhaust or the engine rumbling you want to you want to feel something dude like or when you walk up to a building you want to have an emotional evocation we don't we don't have any of that we don't have anything to make us feel right now it's all emptiness well you think about back in time right with the whole church thing people would settle a place they'd build their homes and i think one of the first things they'd do is they direct some kind of a church so they'd get like maybe an architect or somebody that that's what he did. He'd go around and build cathedrals. And what is a church in, in all reality is it, it is a spiritual place, but also it's a, it's a community meeting place where you have ideas. Everybody talks. They have fellowship. And uh, then they they go about their week again and they do it again. So there's really, it, it's like it's like almost if you're at a job and everybody's out in the field, but you call meetings because you want everybody to kind of know, Hey, we're in this together. You're not out there alone. We're all in this together, right? And we kind of have a structure that we like to keep in place because this is the way we live. This is the way we do it. But if you never call these meetings, like either metaphysically or physically in reality, then you don't have like, everybody is like do us that wilt kind of thing. So, and in these older societies, all through the Middle Ages and in, in, in antiquity, that was one of the main things they build is, is a church. You don't see that anymore. Well, you do, but the church is in a strip mall and it has like a two foot tall cross and it's all, it's all impotent. It doesn't have any uh, grandeur to it. It doesn't evoke any emotions. We go on that for a long time, but since uh, we're so back, I had, to, I had to go in about how uh, it's so over. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's really not much more to say about what's, uh, what's dooming us right now because I think we're all pretty aware. I think everybody has their own list yeah. of what makes it over. But it is what it is, man. We got to still stick together and have a plan of how we're going to move forward. I mean, no matter how over it is, I think mm-hmm. if, if if you have a calculated understanding of your, of your next move, I think you can have some kind of optimism. And if you have, you know, precise movements for you know, a certain amount of time, I think your life isn't so over. I think you do have some some kind of will or, you know, aspiration to, to do better and live. No, and it's like I always say, like, you can't affect reality because you're only one person, right, as much on the outside, but you can affect the inside. You can affect how it affects you and how you navigate it. And that's kind of what the point is, like, what the whole joke, you know, we... we you you gotta you gotta go inside to you gotta defeat the battle outside within and then we're better able to navigate it and, and cause change. True. That is true. Optimism and perspective. And on good. on that note, Chris, anything else? Not for me. <laughs> you guys hit on a lot of shit. I barely talked. Because I'm fucking extremely tired, but <laughs> um, it happens. But regardless, you know, uh, we're so back. 
it's so over. (laughs) (laughs) So, well, yeah, well, I guess that's it for today. I mean, that was a little rant, but you know, why not? We're going to come in hot if we're going to come back, right? We're always going to come back hot, bro. Don't worry about it. (laughs) And that's it. Talk to you guys next time.